Likutei Sichais, Chelik Yud Ches, Volume 18, Second Sicha for Parshas Chukas. This Sicha is a wonderful explanation on the famous Medrash on this Pasuk of Zos Chukas HaTorah, that this is the statue, this meaning the Parah Duma, the Mitzvah of the Red Heifer, how it's the ultimate statute of the Torah. And we're also going to learn in this Sicha how the, there is a wonderful connection between the neshama, the soul of a yid, and the Torah and mitzvahs that a yid observes with the Jew, even, God forbid, in the time when the Jew is not actively connected to the Torah mitzvahs. So on the Pasuk of Zoyshukas HaTorah, which is in the beginning of our parsha, the Medrash says that there are four things that the Yetzirah challenges the Jew on. And those four things in the Torah appear as a chukah, as those type of mitzvahs, which are statutes, which we do not understand. The first one is Eishas Ach, which is this, the mitzvah of Yibum. If someone dies without children, how he has to, the, the wife of the deceased has to marry a brother. The other one is Kilayim, the various mixtures that are forbidden, like uh, to work with two different types of animals, different types of threads, like wool or linen. And the other one is the, the goat, which they would um, throw off the mountain on Yom Kippur. And the fourth one is the Paraduma. In all these, we find that there's an aspect that, which is beyond logic of a human being, beyond our comprehension. However, in Kohelet, Shlomo HaMelech says, there's a verse where he says, which means, I thought I can fathom it, however, but it eludes me, means it's beyond me. What is he referring to? So the med he's referring to one singular thing. So the Medrash says that what he's referring to is the mitzvah of Pora Aduma, of the red heifer. Meaning, Shlomo Melech states that I tried, I made every attempt at understanding on all the mitzvot, of getting to the bottom of all the mitzvot and comprehending them. And in fact, I succeeded except for this one mitzvah. This one mitzvah of Paraduma, I did not succeed in understanding it, and it totally eludes me. Even I, meaning Shlomo HaMelech, who was a Chacham Mikol Adam, who was the wisest of all human beings ever to live, could not comprehend it. So according to this, we can understand why here it states Zot Chukat HaTorah, it doesn't say Zot Chukat HaPara. It doesn't say this is the statute of the Para Aduma, but rather this is the ultimate statute of the entire Torah. Because this is this one mitzvah that even Shlomo HaMelech, who was capable of getting to the bottom of Chukim, of getting to the bottom of those mitzvot, which typically one does not understand, even this one he could not understand. However, according to this, we need to have a clarification. We need to understand then what is it or what is behind the fact that the Medrash says that Hashem said to Moshe, Lecha, to you I will reveal the reason for Paraduma. In other words, to you, to Moshe exclusively, Hashem did, did reveal the Tam, the reason for Paraduma. So from this it obviously seems, and it's clear, that there is a reason for Paraduma. It's just that Hashem did not want it to be revealed to anyone, even to Shlomo, who used his logic, his intellect, to understand everything and anything in the Torah. And 
only to Moshe Hashem revealed it. But we need to understand, why is it that Shlomo HaMelech, it eluded him, he was not given the ability to understand this particular mitzvah, and only to Moshe. Another question, if Hashem did reveal it to Moshe, then how come Moshe didn't go ahead and reveal it to the people? How, how, how come Moshe did not go ahead and share it with us so we too have an appreciation of this mitzvah? And I'll explain the background for this question. The Gemara tells us, the Talmud tells us, that there were certain things that Hashem gifted to Moshe. For example, Pilpula de Raisa, the in-depth analysis, the ability to analyze Torah, and to go back and forth until one comes to a determination and a comprehension of any particular mitzvah, that Hashem gifted to Moshe, and Moshe was so kind and so generous that he gave it to us too. He revealed it to us. So it's obvious that Moshe wasn't, so to speak, a miser that held things back from us, and that's the reason why he didn't reveal to us this particular mitzvah, but rather that he was not given the permission to do so. He was not allowed to do it. So it's obvious that this is beyond our comprehension. In other words, this is, even for Moshe, it's beyond comprehension. It's just that Hashem revealed it to him, because Hashem is the all-able and therefore he's able to reveal things, even things that are not typically in the category of revelation. But the question then is, if, if Shlomo HaMelech did not uh, have the ability to understand it, and Moshe, who was the ultimate human being, as the, as the Rambam describes him, he was the ultimate in, in, in comprehension. He was the ultimate in connection to Hashem. He could not understand it on his own. Rather, Hashem revealed it to him, then still the question remains, the same ability that Hashem has to reveal to him the impossible, why didn't he go ahead and reveal it to us too? In other words, if he already could reveal it to Moshe, even though it's not something that's quote-unquote doable, rather Hashem made it happen, why didn't he also make it happen for us? Why did he put it into such a way that for Moshe it was revealed, but for us it's not revealable, not even for Shlomo HaMelech, who was capable of understanding every, everything else, everything and anything else in the Torah. <clears throat> the answer lies in the specific wording of this pasuk, of this verse. Again, it doesn't say, Zot Chukat HaPara, but rather it said, Zot Chukat HaTorah, that this is the ultimate chukah, this is the ultimate statute of the entire Torah. This one particular mitzvah is the ultimate statute of the entire Torah. In other words, that the chukah aspect of this mitzvah makes it a very general point of the entire Torah, and it, 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 it gives that aura of chukah, of the statute, of something that's beyond comprehension, to the entire Torah. Meaning, that, and this is actually a very fundamental thing, in our observance of mitzvot, in our study of Torah, that one has to re realize, one has to recognize that even those mitzvot, which is practically speaking almost all the mitzvot, that Hashem did give us the ability, some insight in understanding the mitzvot, in getting to the bottom of the mitzvah and having a, an appreciation of it, even those mitzvot, ultimately the reason why we observe them, the reason why we're so careful about them is not because we understand and appreciate them, but rather because this is Hashem's will. It's like a statue. This is what Hashem wants us to do. 
So even though that Hashem willed it, Hashem desired that to a certain extent we have an appreciation of all those mitzvot, but still at the end of the day, the bottom line, we need to observe those mitzvot because so said Hashem, so commanded Hashem. This is His will. This is what He wants from us. And the same thing applies to Torah. Although the ultimate purpose of Torah is that one understands Torah, one does not really um, enjoy the mitzvah of Torah. One doesn't fulfill the mitzvah of learning Torah if one doesn't understand it. According to human comprehension, but still at the same time, while somebody understands the mitzvah, still while somebody understands the content of what they're learning in the Torah, still at the end of the day, one has to have the awareness at the deepest level that this is not something that is understandable. This is not something which is just limited to what I understand at the time, even though the understanding is a very spiritual, a very lofty one. Rather, that the Torah is Hashem's Chachma, Hashem's wisdom, and therefore ultimately it's beyond our understanding, it's beyond our comprehension. In practical words, when a person observes mitzvot or studies Torah, they have to do it with Kabbalat O. They have to do it with absolute subservience to Hashem's will. Not because I understand it, not because I feel you know, uh, accomplished in appreciating it, but rather this is what Hashem told me to do. And the same thing is when it comes to studying Torah. When one realizes that no matter how much they understand, there's still always a level above and beyond what they understand. So one continuously endeavors to understand more and to reach a higher level. And the higher they reach, they realize that there's more to reach. And therefore, it becomes an endless pursuit in the study of Torah to reach higher and higher with the practical realization that ultimately we cannot understand the ultimate depth of the Torah because this is beyond our ability, our comprehension. Why is this necessary? Why is this important? You see, because a typical human being, if their actions are based on their intellect, on their comprehension, but what happens when there becomes a situation which requires, which calls for misirut nefesh, which calls for literally self-sacrifice, total selflessness. What happens then? If our observance of mitzvot and our comprehension of the Torah is limited to what we understand, albeit a very lofty understanding, very spiritual and holy one, then we would never have the ability to bring out in ourselves the, 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 the ability to perform a mitzvah or to be connected to the Torah in a, in a manner that's beyond our comprehension. Meaning we would never be able to bring out in ourselves misirut nefesh. And therefore, what Hashem did is He left at least this one mitzvah, that at least one mitzvah, that is absolutely beyond our comprehension on any level, even for Shlomo HaMelech. Thus, that there is always this aspect, there's always this at least one example of a mitzvah, of an idea in the Torah that is beyond our comprehension, that is beyond our intellect, and therefore that gives us the ability to apply that to all other mitzvot, to all other aspects and areas of the Torah, that, that there should be always this idea that we do it not because we understand, we, we appreciate it, not because we appreciate the, the importance of it, not because it makes sense to us, but rather because this is what Hashem wants, this is beyond our our capacity of understanding and appreciating, this is exclusively what Hashem wants. And this we can apply to all other mitzvot and every area of the Torah. 
However, the question still remains then, okay, that's, that makes sense. But if that's the case, and Hashem, quote, revealed it to Moshe, so it would seem that Moshe lost out. In other words, it would seem that Moshe, that this thing was revealed to him, then he now has, so to speak, a disadvantage that he is lacking this aspect of misirut nefesh, this aspect of total and absolute subservience to Hashem's will, which goes beyond one's comprehension. That's what it would seem. In order to understand it, we'll introduce another medrash on this topic. The medrash says that when Moshe heard about the the tumah, the impurity of tumat met, of coming in contact with a dead body, it says that Moshe asked Hashem, how can this person ever become pure? One who came in contact with a dead body, what is the way, what is the, the possibility, what is the method of bringing about purification? And it says Hashem did not respond to him. It says when Hashem did not answer him, in that time, in that moment, Moshe's face became like blackened. He became so sad. He became so distraught that he really wanted to know because he could not understand it. Until Hashem said to him that the answer is, and this is in this week's Parsha, that you take from the ashes of the Paraduma, you take from the ashes of the red heifer, and that will be the means of purification. And to this Moshe responded, how can you possibly purify him? How can this be the purification? The question now is, let's analyze this. What was bothering Moshe so much? What was so difficult in this particular tuma, in this particular impurity, the tumat met? We do know that in the Torah, there are actually more severe types of tuma. For example, mitzora, a, a leopard, somebody who, who becomes tummy through leprosy, it's actually more severe than tumat met. For example, where do you see it? Well, a Tamei Met, one who is, has come in contact with a dead body, does not have an obligation of, quote, leaving the camp, meaning being outside of, of the uh, public arena, meaning being, uh, so to speak, sent out from the presence of other people. Whereas somebody who becomes a Mitzora, somebody who, 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 who incurs that type of tumor, he has to, see, has to be sent out Outside of all three camps means totally outside of the perimeter of being in the presence of anyone. And there Moshe didn't seem to have a problem to have an issue with the purification. It's only by Tumat Met, by this type of impurity, which is connected to a dead body, you know, the, the, the purity which comes about becoming in, uh, as a result of coming in contact with a dead body, that Moshe had this issue and he could not understand it and he was totally distraught. The answer is, there's an inherent difference between all the other impurities and this particular impurity. You see, all the other impurities, what is the idea? The idea is that there is a body which became impure, but the body is still connected to the soul, to the neshama. And since it's still connected to the soul, Moshe understood, Moshe appreciated that the means of purity, the soul is the, what gives purity, what gives holiness to the body. The means of purity is still connected to the body. And therefore, although the body has now become contaminated, although the body has now become unpure, but still, because it's still connected to the nishama, it's still connected to the source of purity, therefore, by doing certain actions, it increases its connection and therefore becomes pure. But here, what is this impurity? The idea is that the 
body separated from the soul. The soul left the body. So the body now, just as it became impure, is just, so to speak, a, a, an entity of total impurity. And it doesn't have any contact to the, to the soul, so to speak. It doesn't have any more contact to that source of purity to be able to plug into it, to tap into it, and to extract purity and to overwhelm the impurity. So that's why Moshe could understand. How could one possibly become pure after um, experiencing the impurity of death? And by the way, this also serves as a great example in general terms of our connection to Hashem. We are like the body and Hashem is like the soul. Our connection to Hashem is through Torah and mitzvot. So God forbid when a Jew leaves the path of Torah and mitzvot, when a Jew does against Hashem's will, that is like tumat met. That is like a certain sense a, of death. We are incurring an impurity which is similar to that amount to death. Right? And where? how can one become pure again? How can one reconnect, so to speak, after one has disconnected from Hashem? And this is what Hashem answered Zot chukata Torah. This is the statute. This as chuka means like something that's engraved. This is the this is a, a connection which goes beyond. This is an ultimate chuka of the Torah. That what? When a person had once experienced the connection between body and soul, even though the soul had left, still the soul has some kind of um, connection to the body. There's almost like a residual connection, even though it's not visible, it's not tangible, like when the person's alive, but still the effect that the soul once had of the body still lingers on. And likewise, when a Yid once observed Torah and mitzvot, on any level, that Torah and mitzvot doesn't cease to leave a residual effect on the person. And therefore Hashem says, when you're able to tap into the depth of it, you're able to cut through the, the, the layers of impurity that have, or the layers of death, that is, that has uh, occurred due to the, either the soul leaving the body to actual death, or in the, sen- in, the, in the general sense, the sense of Torah and mitzvot, due to one's chas v'sholem, God forbid, is detachment from Hashem through the lack of observance of Torah and mitzvot, or even worse, of committing a sin, when one is able to break through that, one reaches the core at which that level, the soul, or in this case Hashem, the, the source of purity is still effective and is still able to provide the, that sense of purification. By the way, as a connection to the third of Tammuz, the Rebbe points out as a sidebar and a very interesting thing that this actually helps us understand better why is it that the bodies of tzaddikim, of the righteous, even after their death, even after their passing, does not give off any impurity. As we know that, for example, to the oil, koanim are allowed to go to the oil. Why is that? Because since the even the body of a tzaddik is not a regular body of your ordinary person. The body of a tzaddik is all, it's, it's totally and absolutely permeated with the power of the soul all the time that the tzaddik is alive. Therefore, even when that soul departs the body in a visible, tangible manner, and the tzaddik is no longer physically alive, but still his whole body, entire body, is, so to speak, permeated with the aura, with the effect of the soul, and therefore there is no impurity there. It's totally pure. So this uh, will help us understand why this was revealed to Moshe. Because here we're talking about getting down to the core, to the essence of things. Now Moshe, 
his connection to Hashem, his level is considered to be the ultimate level of Chachma, which is the Chachma, which is literally translated wisdom, which is the source of all of creation, the source of the entire Torah and all the mitzvot. We say they are Chachmatoshel HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They are the wisdom, the will of Hashem. Since Moshe was inherently connected to the very core of it, therefore it, it, the, the fact that it was revealed to him did not change anything for him. You see, for a regular person, that there is, so to speak, two separate entities. There is the core, the core of the soul, and then there is the intellect of the person. So once you reveal it, once you, so to speak, bring it down to the intellect, then sure, it has now, it has now descended and it has gone down a level, and therefore it takes away that aspect which we spoke about before, the aspect of Mesirut Nefesh, the aspect of Chukah that is inherent in Torah and Mitzvot. And therefore Hashem did not reveal it to us. But to Moshe, who is inherently connected at the source, at the root of Chokhmah, at the highest level, for him... That having this revelation at that level did not bring down the understanding, did not bring down, did, did not make the reason, the time of this mitzvah descend and become lowered as a result of it. So this explains why Hashem revealed it to Moshe, but Moshe could not reveal it to us. Hashem revealed it to Moshe because it exists. It's almost like Hashem revealing it to Moshe is almost like revealing it to himself. But to us, we need to have the aspect, at least one mitzvah, the aspect of chukah, which through this one mitzvah also becomes applicable to all other mitzvot, so we could have that core, um, uh, that core v- virtue of chukah, of mysterious nefesh, even in all those mitzvot which we quote-unquote understand, comprehend, and appreciate.